They're just playing so damn good, and I hate it. I hate it. I'm picking them, but I, I hope I'm wrong. Sean, if you had to choose between picking the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl and jumping off of a cliff, base jumping with a parachute that you may or may not know if it's packed properly, what are you choosing? Well, how tall is the cliff? <laughs> Lethal height. Oh, well. Tall enough. I just have to pick I just have to pick the Ravens to go to the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, you can go home. Give me the parachute. <laughs> it's time for another episode of the gridiron podcast we got the crazy waving curve in arms going on here on the screen i'm nick shook that's katie caldwell back from work this time she's able to join us in the pod and down below if you're watching on youtube or twitch or on twitter is sean barry folks how we doing on this glorious wednesday it sure is glorious nick (laughs) that's how i feel too as soon as i said it i was like that's a lie (laughs) my answer was just gonna be we're doing our best and that's all we can really ask for because that's the most positive answer i can provide we're doing i've got the hair i've got the hair down i've got the black hoodie on i've got the emo lights on we're very emo tonight but let's get into it sean can you do a hair flip for us no, it's not long enough for that. Come on, now I can I can just do uh, that. There we go. Yeah, that's good enough. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Let me see. Hold on, hold on. There we go. Yeah, yes. Kind of worked. Snack. Kind of worked. That, that's that's the stuff. At least I have hair, get. Nick. I I know. I haven't shaved my head. You can see it growing in here. That's the stuff that you can only get if you watch us on YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter, where we see a number of viewers joining us already. Feel free to get involved in the chat. And a special shout out. I was diving into our analytics, the insights um, on our various platforms in the last week. A special shout out to our UK listeners. You are currently our most popular country by listeners uh, in the world right now. It is the UK number one, America number two, uh, a little bit of activity out in uh, New Zealand and Australia. We appreciate all of you for coming and hanging out with us. And Kumi, thank you for chiming in, um, making a joke. Wide range of attire today. It is a bit strange when you think about it, though, because we're just a couple dumb Americans. And for some reason, we're sort of catching on in the UK. I guess we'll try uh, and be less dumb Americans. I have a reason for that that I can get into later. Um, Katie is the only one. dumb Americans. Yeah, dumb Katie's Dumb North Katie. Americans, Katie. Oh, well, why, why are you calling Katie dumb? Why are you speaking for Katie here? We don't know. She could have I am a, a Harvard Law degree for all we know. I don't know. She could have. I don't know if they do ACT or SAT, but she probably. I don't even know if they do any of those tests in Canada because no. I don't know anything about Canada. <laughs> but her standardized test scores could have been through the roof. Kumi chimed in and said wide range of attire today. Yeah, I'm in a cutoff. Sean's in a hoodie and Katie's dressed properly. That's <laughs> par. For yeah, for real. Way to go, Katie. I mean, Katie's always going to be the best looking of the three here. I mean, it's, it's, she's going to be dressed the best, most put together. That's just a, a given. That's a guarantee. So congrats, Katie. There's your victory for today. This is my favorite pod intro we've ever had. This is delightful. I know. We can just shower you with flowers. Topic. And guess what? You're not, you're not on even, do you even know today? It's me. So yeah. you're winning across the board. What a you gift. You really are doing your best. <laughs> 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 All right. So we have a lot of news to get to. 
Uh, NFL coaching carousel continues to spin. It's not quite spinning so rapidly that it might explode, but it's a consistent pace. A little bit too fast for your toddler, but your middle schooler, your elementary school student could probably get on and go for a ride because we got some interesting news today. Some news that a lot of people expected and some news that Katie probably hates, and that is... Jim Harbaugh expected to join the Chargers as head coach. So we turn to our resident Chargers fan right away. And Miss Katie Caldwell, please give us your instant reaction to this news of the coaching hire. I will keep it PG relative to what I would say to folks offline. Football-wise, I think this is an incredible step up. I'm really excited for Justin Herbert. I think this will really elevate the run game. I absolutely respect what Jim Harbaugh has accomplished in his career. Do I have a lot of feelings about Jim Harbaugh the person? Yes, absolutely. He is loudly anti-abortion and I very much care about reproductive rights. And I will leave it there before I get my DMs flooded with hate. <laughs> John, how about you? I got to follow that. Um, <laughs> we didn't yeah, have to go to me first. I <laughs> speaking of, I agree with everything. Speaking of just from the football sense, um, I think it was always destined to happen. As soon as that job came open, it, it made the most sense, right? Justin Herbert, you get a good offensive mind like Jim Harbaugh in there. Uh, his success at Michigan, he finally reached the mountaintop after so long, not even being able to beat Ohio State, not being able to win the Big Ten. He's been able to do it consistently now. They win the Natty this year, much to your chagrin, Nick. And you just look at the job openings in the NFL. He wasn't going to fit at Carolina. He wasn't going to fit in Atlanta. And I'm sure he would have done fine anywhere he went. But he's, what now, in his 60s, in his early 60s? Like, he's looking for that instant gratification. He's looking for that instant success. And the only place that any coach was going to get that, maybe Seattle, but for sure, L.A., because the pieces are already there. You already have a strong defense. You already have a top 10 quarterback in the lead. You already have weapons. So the success should come soon with a big name like Jim Harbaugh though they're going to expect that and and there's there is part of the problem uh, yeah i i would like to point out the fact that he's running from any sanctions that michigan's going to get for their, their sign stealing <laughs> operation I mean, so, 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 so did, classic pete carroll so did what so did jim trestle so did uh no, jim trestle got booted from ohio state yeah but didn't he also have to sit out like three games in the nfl when he was a special assistant he had a five to the year he had a five-year show cause penalty that prevented him from coaching in, in college football he was a video special assistant to the colts it ended his coaching career he never returned to a sideline legitimately from there whereas jim harbaugh gets his natty and bounces to the NFL, a job that he's wanted and sought for the last three years. He's flirted with it at least. And now he gets the one that's tailor-made for him with a quarterback and Justin Herbert and a team that has enough talent to contend. They need some pieces, of course. But it's not quite a ready-made team, but it's pretty close. And um, it's going to make the AFC West interesting. But I think we can all agree here. Let's not let the offseason power the hype train regarding the AFC West. We got caught we, in that we, storm. We, yeah, we've done that two before. Years ago. <laughs> And we saw how that turned out. You know, um, it, let, let's not uh, allow that to drum up all this anticipation for a, a division that's still owned by the Chiefs. Until they're knocked off, it is the Chiefs division. Everybody else is just chasing them. Let's not get too excited. But we will stay in the division with our next news, which is a little bit late now, but since the last podcast, the Raiders decided the interim coach, well, they put a ring on it. They made that permanent. They're marrying Antonio Pierce. He is the permanent head coach. And instead of going to you, Katie, we'll go to Sean so that Sean doesn't have to follow you this time. Make him happy. 
I like uh, was... I like everyone else too. <laughs> yes, everybody love everybody. That's the rule of this podcast. <laughs> uh, Sean, did, were you surprised by them keeping Antonio Pierce? Or was it just like a matter of time to you? No, it kind of was a matter of time to me. I'm sure they were kind of doing their due diligence there, but you kind of saw that the Raiders were, I mean, for as best as they were able to turn around a little bit, effort was never a problem when Antonio Pierce was the coach of the Raiders. That was a problem, however, when uh, uh, McDaniels was there. So, uh, yeah, I I don't really think of it as a surprise. Um, I mean, you take a flyer on him too, right? Like he was there, the players wanted wanted him, but sometimes the players don't always get what they want. Uh, The interim tag can be removed very quickly. Look at what happened in Carolina last year. You still wound up with Frank Reich, and that was clearly a mistake in the end anyway. Uh, when the Panthers finished the season really strong after making a coaching change last year. So we'll see. Yeah, what he, was, he wasn't the interim coach there. That was uh, Steve Wilkes. So a little bit of a different scenario, but I see what you're saying. What I wasn't saying Frank Reich was the. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm saying they fired. They ended up firing the interim coach anyway. Yeah, yeah. After the Panthers turned it around. That's what okay. I was saying. No, just making sure. Just making sure you knew. Just making sure you yeah, knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just okay. clear. Katie. Okay. I was happy to see this one. I wasn't shocked, but I see some Dan Campbell vibes in Antonio Pierce. And I oh, say okay. that as a really, really high compliment because I'm such a fan of Dan Campbell. But I just see the parallels with them, like a former player now has a ton of coaching experience. But it seems like a lot of players and coaches that he's worked with have really been singing his praises. So I'm, I was so happy for him. I think it's a really, like, it was just a no-brainer to me. Yeah, yeah it, um, when I think oftentimes you can get caught in the wave of players liking a coach and being like, this should be the guy, but he's not really the best guy for you. It's just that like, it's a, it's a matter of emotion and everything else. And this guy was so much better than the previous guy that you think that he should be the long-term answer. And then it doesn't work out. It's happened before. And we'll see if it, if it works out there, but they went five and four down the stretch with him. And I think you can't ignore that. And they did that with a rookie quarterback. So I think there's a lot to be said. And they did the wise thing in pairing him with Tom Telesco, the former GM of the chargers. He's now in charge of the Raiders. He's staying in the AFC West. He has decades of experience in player personnel positions, starting as an intern back in the early 90s all the way through to GM of the Chargers for the last decade. Um, and I think that they'll be positioned to they, – they have holes that they need to address. But this is a team that has been through so much turnover in the last four to five years. They had the Mike Mayock, John Gruden era. They had the Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler era. Now you get this interesting team, this pairing of – Former player Antonio Pierce, players coach and GM with a lot of experience, Tom Telesco. He said today, Pierce said today, uh, I didn't even know the guy until he got the job. That was the first time that we that we met was during the interview process. So that's what I'm intrigued by. Can they work together? Uh, it doesn't always work out as well as you envision. So we'll see. But right now, everything's hunky dory because it is, of course, January. Uh, we do have to say, though, I mean, we were talking about the AFC West a little bit here. It's a division now with Andy Reid. Jim Harbaugh and Sean Payton, all his coach, all his head coaches. We'll see what Antonio Pierce can do, but I mean that's still a pretty cool head coaching division when just yeah. name only. Yeah, yeah, name only. Kumi chimed in again and said, "How much did Max Crosby's ultimatum factor in?" Uh, it's one of your best players, so you take the the voices of your key players very strongly. I don't know how much it factored in. I'm sure nobody else here knows how much it factored in, but it's always good to make your best player happy. Bye. I always I, I always see the players like that saying, I won't play for anyone else. Well, you're under contract, so yeah, you will. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun yeah. to read as a headline. Exactly. All right, next, next on the uh, coaching news cycle here, 
bit of a surprise for those who didn't watch the Dolphins or did watch the Dolphins and didn't pay attention to all the injuries that they suffered. Vic Fangio is out. The veteran defensive coordinator gone after one year. They have parted ways announced today. He is available for hire and brings his tenure in Miami to a close after just one season. This was a defense that wasn't great, but wasn't bad. Did the job, could rise up on occasion, especially when healthy. You got good corners in Xavier Howard. Um, you got great edge rushers in, in Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. It's a, it's a talented group. And when they were healthy, they played well. They just weren't healthy. And they weren't. The they were not. They were yeah. not healthy late. Yeah. They lost Jalen Phillips in the Jets game on Black Friday. They lost Bradley Chubb right before the end of the regular season. And by the time they got to the playoffs, they played in sub-zero temperatures in Kansas City. I know that's nothing to you, Katie. We're not going to get into Fahrenheit versus Celsius on this show tonight. I mean, we can again. But, we can, you know, we do we do it too often. Maybe next week. Yeah, uh, but it was cold. Bottom line, it was a hundred percent cold. All right, it was zero percent warm according to Sean's scale. And I think that played a factor in it too, but they just weren't healthy. They couldn't keep up with the Chief o- Chiefs offense that might finally be finding their way, might be figuring it out. It is a surprise though, at least in my opinion, that they move on from this veteran defensive coordinator who's made a lot of stops in recent years now. If you look at the at his run of the last few years, he's been in a number of different places. The question now to me is, if you're going to remove that guy, where do you go? Wh- who do you turn to next? Who's going to make it better? It's not like you're going to have a Jim Schwartz transformation. The pieces are there to potentially have a, a, such a, a transformation, but the right hire is not you know, clearly written on the wall right now. So again, I, I turn the question back to you guys with, are you at all surprised by this? Okay, you, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just imagine that. <laughs> oh, what if Brian Flores goes back to Miami as the DC? Yeah, I think they're oh, so yeah. I mean, that, that ship has well on sale, but yeah. yeah. I suspect you might be onto something there. I was a bit shocked by this one, but it sounds like maybe it wasn't as rosy as we thought with him there. Did you guys see the yeah. video that Javon Holland posted on Twitter of him just kicking rocks? Really? So they yeah. weren't a fan. Okay. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, there there were a few players that were tweeting about it with some kind of cryptic wide receiver-esque tweets that I just thought were pretty interesting. But yeah, I was a bit shocked. I, think, I, I was surprised, but also, I guess when I, when I thought about it, no, I wasn't surprised. But I mean, it seems like one of those, it, it just seemed like one of those breaking news things that kind of got sandwiched in there. It's like, oh yeah, Vic Fangio's out. Okay, oh well. It's funny, it actually happened during the press conference that Nick Sirianni had in Philadelphia, uh, which, by the way, he's he's back. He is not getting fired. His coordinators are gone, but he is back, uh, where they asked a question where they were like, hey, uh, Vic Fangio is available. Is he a candidate? And he's like, they're just like, well, we're looking at all the candidates. But the fact that the timing made that newsworthy enough for it to be asked in that presser, it's interesting because this is a guy with a, a reputation, uh, a pretty good reputation until the last few years and until his head coaching stint. So we'll see. Did you hear the reporter ask Nick Sirianni, basically, what is your job? Yeah. No, <laughs> really? So and what is your job going to be? Uh, head coach of the football team. <laughs> but yeah. it was very uncomfy. Oh yeah, goodness. he was like, I'm not going to be, you know, just in offensive meetings. I'll be in offense and defense. And, you know, my job is to be the head coach of the team. And it was just like, Ugh. I mean, that's Philly, man. <laughs> Philly's not an easy market to work in. And they didn't finish on a positive note. So, uh, like what even is your job? What do you even do around here? What do you, what, what, do you uh, even go I here? A, I make my a wicked pot is, of decaf. My do you job even lift, is bro? Eat. 
Exactly. My favorite was when uh, someone asked John Harbaugh if he was going to delete all the uh, Taylor Swift songs off his phone. And he's like, why would I do that? And it's like, well, you're playing like she's dating the opposition. And he just goes, is this press conference over yet? That was my favorite. <laughs> I think well, we were was- all thinking that when the question and then they just kept doubling down on it. Like, let's just press on from this. <laughs> well, Taylor Swift grabs eyeballs. Uh, our podcast hey. metrics show it. How did how Nick, how did Triple J get get into that press conference is my question. <laughs> Known for asking the question that you probably shouldn't ask our good old buddy Triple J. Uh last in the coaching news, this is a snoozer, but the Titans hired Brian Callahan as their head coach. It was such a snoozer, it didn't even land on my radar until I looked at my email today. And I was like, What? And it was from the team as the official announcement. And I was like, What? That happened? What? I don't have a lot of feelings about this, but wasn't Zach Taylor largely running that offense and calling the plays? Yeah. That was my understand. I don't know. I'd, I, I'll be interested to see how it plays out. But if you're going to fire Mike Rabel, I guess this wasn't the my expected replacement. Yeah. That's that's the thing about the Titans. <laughs> like, there's, there's, no, so, there's no direction here. Here's so, so well, here's the thing. Remember where Zach Taylor came from, right? When he got hired, Cup that was kind of... That was kind of my thing, my thought on Zach Taylor. Like, wasn't Sean McVay kind of running the show over there? Like, why are yeah. we hiring Zach Taylor here? Like, he's going to be gone real fast. And here he is. He's actually turned into a pretty good head coach down there in Cincinnati. So maybe Brian Callahan turns into that in Tennessee um, because it's kind of, hey, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain type thing um, when the man behind the curtain might actually be pretty good. Yeah, we'll see. That's me being uh, an optimist, though. Yeah, that's good job, Sean. I'm not you even a Titan fan. Well. Yeah, you played that role well. I think that they have uh, their the, their strength on paper was their defense. It wasn't always there. Um, hiring an offensive coach, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see with what Will Levis has going. All right, let's transition to the things that everybody wants to talk about, which is it's championship weekend. It's the second greatest weekend in football, unless you're a fan of the divisional round or super wild card weekend. Then it's lower on the totem pole. But it's the weekend we decide. Who's going to the Super Bowl? And I figure out who I'm going to be embedded with for a week. And we start in the NFC with the best story in football that has gotten all the way to the doorstep of the Super Bowl, the Detroit Lions, heading out west to Santa Clara, the glorified business park with a stadium dropped inside of it to face the San Francisco 49ers, who just barely, barely squeaked by the Green Bay Packers and nearly made Carmen Vitale, last week's guest, friend of the show, look like a genius do we break down this game, guys? I mean, we could go back and forth and talk about how the Lions got there. I think it was it wasn't quite it wasn't a dominant performance, but it was convincing by the end. And the Niners scraping by, or do we just look ahead and think it's a toss up? Is it a toss up? Niners is favorite. Is it a toss up? Look ahead. I have a question though. Ahead. Are are we all are we all rooting for the Lions? Yes. Have we decided as a podcast to root for Detroit? America is rooting for Detroit. North America, some would say. Ah, a lot uh, of yes, wins. I, 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 I would say, guys, if you had only one shot, one opportunity, one opportunity. Uh, don't do this. Would you let it slip, or would you capture it? Are your palms sweaty? Mom's spaghetti. Bit. It's a little warm in here. Are your knees weak? Arms are heavy. Arms are heavy. There's vomit on your sweater. Your we better sweater. stop. We're gonna get like sued by Eminem's people here at some point. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take it down on all platforms. Um, yeah, let, let, let's look ahead. I mean, I'm rooting for the Lions. I, 
I, can, I can't not root for them, right? Like you, you just, yeah. they're just such a good story. That's by the way, not why my lights are blue. They're blue every night. Um, watching them take on the Bucks this week, I really thought I picked the Bucks to win, not because I work in Tampa and cover the team, but because I saw the way the Bucks were playing. I saw the way the Lions played against the Rams in the wild card round, and I thought, man, if the Bucks can do what they did against the Eagles, they might have a shot. But man, Detroit is just so tough, and they showed that. They really showed that. That and a couple of questionable calls from Todd Bowles, but you know, that's neither here nor there. What, like the not using your last timeout? The going for two and then the not using your last timeout, which yeah. a lot of people are like gigging him for. Look, at, 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 he, he said it in his press conference on Monday when I was there, and someone asked him, Why didn't you use your timeout? Is, uh, is it a gentleman's agreement to you know, end the game? If you didn't use your timeouts on the first two kneel downs, you don't use it on the third. He was basically like, you know when the game is over, right? It wouldn't have mattered. But I guess, I mean, when you think about it, they had to try and kick a 47-yard field goal. And if they missed it, you get the ball close to, you know, you know, half the 50-yard line, but you still got maybe 20 seconds with no timeouts left. Like, what are you going to do? What that but is, guess, is that's, a, that's a coach who has respect for the game. Yeah. And Everyone's like, that's a defeatist. Instinct. Yeah. yeah. That's a defeatist mentality. No, it's not, guys. Like, come on. Come on. So I'm yeah. not going to gig him for it. He could have. I think it would have been fine. But anyway, we're talking about the Lions. Sorry. <laughs> so we are talking about the Lions. Sorry, Sean. Your team that you cover was finally eliminated. Um, great year for the Buccaneers, by the way. But Good run. Detroit goes to San Francisco where you meet a Niners team that a lot of people thought was the best team in football, myself included, for a while and face planted against the Ravens. Has recovered since then, but needed every last minute of that game to beat the Packers. Uh, should we feel confident in the, the Lions? I mean, I don't feel confident in the Niners based on what we saw last week. You can talk about rest versus rust, but um, the Lions right now, just the way that they're playing, the, the energy, the story, everything else, it just feels like this is, like when the picks come out, uh, they're probably already out by now. I haven't looked at them. When the picks come out, even with you know the Niners being favored at home, I feel like this is going to be a, a game that's going to close end up like close to 50-50 lions niners because everybody's on board with the Lions story i gotta roll with the lions i think you're right all the picks are going to be the Lions, even with the niners favored if you're a detroit fan if you're a detroit team like you have to ride this out until the end because if not now when history has proven that this team doesn't get this many opportunities what's here today might be gone tomorrow it's been 30 years since they've played in an nfc title game right over 30. Anyone? I'm asking. I'm asking the pod here. I thought you were just going to continue. No, I was asking you. Yeah, generally we all thought it was rhetorical. <laughs> it's been a long time since they've been this far. So I, I feel like now the players understand the weight of history. And you're not going to let that opportunity slip away. You're going to capture it. Um, Sean, you're going back Katie, there. <laughs> yeah. Back. I mean... <laughs> Mr. Blue Light Man himself just, well, is it? I don't know. Uh, maybe we should prepare for this segment more. I thought we were prepared, but I guess not. <laughs> uh, I, I guess we just pivot toward predictions or how you see this game going out, uh, playing out. Katie, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to be checking the weather <laughs> because That's I'm not going to yeah. jump on the Purdy hate train, but I got to say it, Brock Purdy is absolute shit in the rain. It was the same thing against the Browns. Why does he crumble so bad as soon as there's a bit of precipitation? <laughs> Anyways, that is funny because he played in Iowa. 
it yeah i have just many questions about that man but i'm not a brock purdy hater there's a lot of unnecessary hate for him i think right now the health of debo samuel i think is such a big factor for this game they we've all seen it they just are not the same team without him i think they're eight and nine in games without him the 49ers are so consistent they're a powerhouse but i think the lions just have a bit of magic to them right now there's something about Mm. this team that maybe it's the intangibles, all the tropes and cliches we can use. But one thing that I was really sad to read, Jonah Jackson had surgery for a torn meniscus today, and he's out for that game. So I think that's a really, really big loss for the Lions. Otherwise, I just feel really good about the vibe they have going on. Yeah, well, this is a vibes-based podcast, so that that would fit. That that uh, that plays in, in the rules of this podcast. And if we're going on vibes and Sean's blue lights, then we're all going Lions. Is that the case? Is that what we're doing here? Uh, that's the case. I'm going with the Lions. Team Lions. I think I went Lions 27, Niners 26. Um, as close as it can get. But we're all Lions. All right, let's go over to the AFC side. We're sending the Lions to the Super Bowl. Okay? Just yes. get that out of the way Words right I now. never thought I would hear. <laughs> So I, I was doing a Twitch stream last night and somebody was like, he was a Lions fan. He was in there. He's like, what do you got? And I was like, I'm picking the Lions by one. And he's like, ah, I wish we could have got that Lions Browns Super Bowl. And I go, well, you could get the Lions versus the old Browns if the Ravens win the AFC because the Ravens are playing in the AFC championship game this weekend at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore against guess who, who else? The Kansas City Chiefs, a team that everybody thought was not good enough to get there, and yet they find a way once again to beat the Bills and get to the AFC Championship game. First, I got to ask you guys: Are you tired of the Chiefs? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Emphatically, yes. Yes, but it ties in with the conversation that we've often tied in with Max Verstappen. That oftentimes greatness can be really boring in the moment, and you do want to change. But then when you step back and you look at it, it is really, really special what we've seen all of these different years that we've counted them out. And well, this year is going to be different this year. And it keeps not being different. That being said, I think this year is going to be different. (laughs) That being said, I think this year, no, I do agree (laughs) with you, Katie. It's, it's when we step back and we look at greatness. Yes. It oftentimes can be boring. That game against the bills was anything, but every time these two teams meet the chiefs and the bills, it is anything but boring. I was making the joke to my friends. Can we just cancel all of next season? And for 18 weeks, just watch the Bills and Chiefs. Just go at it every single game because every single time they meet in the playoffs or the regular season, it just turns into some amazing affair. Um, so while greatness can be boring, those matchups with the Bills are not. Yeah, but you know what? I don't know if it was just me and because I don't believe in the Bills because they had so many injuries on the defensive side of the ball and the Chiefs just aren't as good as they used to be. But like, it was a good game, but the excitement, like, oh my God, two powerhouses. It didn't have that. It just had like, here they go again. Now they're in Buffalo. Can they pull it off this time? Spoiler alert, they couldn't. Like Chiefs and Bills this time in Buffalo. Yeah, that that was it. I don't know. It was just weird to me. Um, Classically, the Bills lose on a cake that goes wide right. You know, that's those are two words that are that are um, explicit in the city of Buffalo and Western New York. But I mean, I like the Chiefs get to the championship weekend and, and I see the matchup against the Ravens and it just points everything points to me. Ravens are going to win this game. I, I picked the Ravens by 10. Like I, I just I don't I, if the Ravens look like the best team in football. Every team is flawed. There is no near perfect team in these playoffs this year. There is no Chiefs and Eagles like we had last year, although the Chiefs or the Eagles had quite a challenge in San Francisco when they played that game before Purdy got hurt. 
it's it's more like, well, this is what we got. This is who's left. Let's figure it out. Like, it, I, I, does, I'm not trying to like downplay it, but it lacks the overall juice. I think Baltimore brings a lot of it with the MVP candidacy of, of Lamar Jackson and a defense that's playing incredibly well. But when I look at this matchup, I just don't get super excited about like, I don't know who's going to win. Like, I am mm-hmm. pretty confident that the Ravens are going to win. That's how I feel too. Patrick Mahomes has been able to. Was I frozen? No. Um, Patrick Mahomes, (laughs) he's he's been able to make it work without a bunch of star receivers. But this Baltimore defense, like you said, Nick, is just so different. Like if you got Kyle Hamilton and Roquan, Roquan Smith on Kelsey and then Rice is covered by the corners, like I don't know if Mahomes can be as magical. Watch that age really poorly because it's him and Andy Reid in the playoffs but like Pacheco is going to have to find a way to break through that brick wall I just I'm just so high on the Ravens that this team can beat you in all sorts of ways and Lamar is coming off a truly incredible game that was like what a sensational game that he played I want to rewatch it again and again and again Baltimore is so complete I feel a little bit like the Lions where they just have a bit of juice right now where it feels like they're unstoppable yeah, they're just playing good ball. I mean, they're just playing great, high-quality football on both sides of the yeah. ball. It's really hard to pick against them right now. It just is. Um, I, and I agree. They, yeah, no. They got, they got home field advantage. I know it sucks, Sean. It sucks to, to I, have to admit that. Uh, yeah, as, as a Steelers fan, um, I have to pick the Ravens. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't like doing that. But you're right. They're, they are playing the most solid football right now. Um, Lamar Jackson is just on another planet. And the Texans, you thought they're, they had for a second, you're like, could they do this? Could they actually go into Baltimore and knock them off? Which would be par for the course because Baltimore has not really made it far into the playoffs lately. They've kind of you know had that, not fluke losses, but just that they, they lose early. They lose in the divisional round. Um, but I tell you what. They're just playing so damn good, and I hate it. I hate it. I'm picking them, but I, I hope I'm wrong. Sean, if you had to choose between picking the Ravens to go to the Super Bowl and jumping off of a cliff, base jumping with a parachute that you may or may not know if it's packed properly, what are you choosing? Well, how tall is the cliff? <laughs> Lethal height. Oh well, tall enough. I just have to pick. I just have to pick the Ravens to go to the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, you can go home. Give me the parachute. <laughs> this man's no, willing to risk what, his life. One of one of my coworkers uh, is uh, is a huge Ravens fan, and uh, she's you know all. Baltimore out this week and in the in the work group chat um she was like everyone join the Ravens hype train even you Sean and I was like I'd ra- I literally texted I'd rather let the train run me over she was like come on join the train I'm like no no I'd rather yeah. lay down on the tracks and just on wait the for tracks. the train to come yep 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 yep, yep. that's I, I a reasonable reaction <laughs> absolutely because you know sports so. matter that much they matter that much um speaking of Sean Big B chiming in off of Twitter says why does Sean look like a kid Still in high school tonight. You know, I learned something tonight, and that is that Bigby's name is Brett. Yes, hence the B. I also didn't know that. It's always Big B. Yeah. 
Now yeah, we're just calling you Baby. His legal name um, was Baby. I look like a high schooler, uh, Brett, because <laughs> I did not feel like putting any product in my hair tonight because I went to the gym, got out of the shower. And I'm feeling a little bit emo today, all right? Come at me, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry I can't be perfect. So we are <laughs> Are we unanimously choosing the Ravens and the Lions to go to the Super Bowl? God, this yeah. is such a great and interesting podcast where we disagree and have you know intellectual debates. Well, I mean, what can we do? It's lions are vibes, ravens feel. are also substance. vibes and substance. And, and, all right, I'll give you a little bit of numbers here before we move on. Um, according to Next Gen Stats, Patrick Mahomes is most effective on short passes in terms of air yards less than ten. He's top five in most metrics, top ten in all passing metrics that matter. Uh, when it comes to short passes, the Ravens, as we know, create a ton of pressure with edge blitzes, defensive backs getting involved, that sort of thing. But they're also a lockdown defense beyond there, which means if they get home and they shut down the short pass, that game's over and they're not going to have anything to do. Like the Chiefs are not going to have any chance. And you got Kyle Hamilton to match up with Travis Kelsey and effectively take him out of the game or get as close as you can to that. We could be headed toward a blowout, folks. I'm just saying it now. We could be headed toward a blowout. So prepare yourselves, Sean. Katie, I know you don't have any allegiance here, so it's, it's not going to hurt as much as it's going to hurt Sean. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go. Let's shift gears here now. That's a quick NFL segment. The, the news not as hot, not as debatable as sometimes it's been in the past. That's fine. I mean, we only have four teams left. Like, you know. We're getting to that point now where we're going to spend yeah. two weeks analyzing one game, okay? Katie and I will both be experiencing that firsthand. Shout out to Katie, by the way. I mean, it has not been announced yet, but yes. Nope. I will get no to meet him in person in February. I mean, yeah, that's the big week right there. It's not, there's nothing else. The big week. That. Yeah. Nick, yeah. if you have a suite, I mean, just let me know, man. If you, I do you, not. you have an extra I, bed. That, ah, was a one, that was a one year thing. I'm sorry. I wish that I did. You but don't even have days, like a, just, no. Even a king size, we can build a pillow no. wall. I have done the pillow wall. <laughs> Hello, I wouldn't well. be opposed. Hello, well. I wouldn't be opposed, but I, 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 based on what I've experienced in the last two years, the accommodations are not going to be bountiful or plentiful, spacious enough to uh, accommodate you as well. So, dang, I'm sorry. Let's all meet in Vegas. What a gift that there would we be. Go. That would be all right. Time for America's favorite game show. It's the game show that's sweeping the nation. It's the game show that Katie Caldwell hates more than most anything in life. But luckily for her, she's not in the crosshairs this week. She gets to be doing the quizzing along with Sean. It's time for... I'm going to do this in my emo voice. Do you even know? Do you even know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. It's me in the crosshairs. Sean, I don't know what the topic is. Take over. All right. We got three questions for you, Nick. And I'm calling this topic, of which you have no idea what it is. Those Them's the rules for do you even know. A team by any other name, Nick. Wait, say yeah. Again? A team by any other name. We're going to quiz you about teams and their oh. nicknames. Okay. All right. And as I said, uh, even now, I, I'm always so pissed when it's a category that I could maybe potentially do well in. I was very that, upset at him today when he chose this. You know, and that kind of worries me, though. Um, <laughs> but I'm not going to say why because it's mean. I don't want to be mean. Okay. Well, so, we'll move on. Okay, so Nick, I got your first question here. Uh, Nick, with more than 600 wins in college basketball since 2000, we've watched the Zags of Gonzaga zig and zag their way through March Madness, but do you even know? 
What are the Zags really called? They're the Bulldogs. Ah, yeah. See, I knew this was going to be too easy for him. Damn it. One for one. That's why I was so pissed that I wasn't in the hot seat today. I would definitely yeah, I knew, I knew that. As soon as you were like, dang it, I could have done well in this. I'm like, ah, crap. This is going to be too easy. <laughs> okay, Nick. I've got a multiple choice question for you. Ooh, I'm so scared. Me too, for you. Do you even know which of these is not a commonly used nickname of a team or jersey within their respective hockey communities? Uh-oh. A, the Broad Street, Broad Street Bullies. B, the Icelanders. C, the Golden Ice Beavers. Or D, the Flaming Snot Donkeys. Uh, C, Golden Ice Beavers. Yes. Yeah, because Flaming right. Snot Donkeys was the Flames with their alternate uniform. Yeah. Uh, Broad Street Bullies is the Flyers, and I don't remember B. The Icelanders, which are obviously the Islanders. I thought yeah. that you would have been faked out by Golden Ice Beavers. I'm so proud of that question. Yeah. All right. You did, think, you did well. Thanks. I think Nick is going to be uh, <laughs> the uniform be the second person to ever go three for three here. NHL 2003, they had, uh, Ginla was on the team. He was on the cover. They had the uniform. Yeah. There. Yeah. Right before they went to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yes. Blasty. Love Blasty. Um, All right, Nick. Each Saturday down south, you'll be able to watch this former SEC champ roll out their Ramblin' Wreck. Do you even know? What school is this? The Ramblin' Wreck? The Ramblin' Wreck. And former SEC champ. That could be freaking anybody. Ramblin' Wreck. Um, Uh... Uh, this is going to be an older SEC team, so we're going to eliminate Missouri. Um, we're going to go, it's not Georgia. Arkansas is like the, the Razorbacks and uh, Woo Pig Suey. Ah, <sighs> uh, this is killing me. Uh, uh, Alabama, I don't know. I thought you were being sarcastic and you were just like being a dick. Uh, is that your final answer? Yeah, I don't know. It's not Ole Miss, is it? No, it's Georgia Tech, Nick. Oh! Not in the, in the SEC ACC. anymore. Yeah, in but, the ACC. Yeah, but they want, they have SEC championships to their name. I think they have three uh, of them. Yeah. Good diversion, Sean. That was yes. good. Uh, well tricky, done. yes. You should they, write questions they have a little, Jeopardy. They have a little jalopy that brings them out to the field. They're known as the Ramblin' Wreck. The Yellow Jackets of Georgia Tech. All right, you went two for three. Uh, I like it. It was good. Big B said, uh, I oofed. Yes, I did. Um, and he also said, last question, what is the nickname for Katie's bocce ball team? Ooh, I, that is a great question. It's Boats and Hose. The more you know. <laughs> team and Cat that wraps boats up. And hose. <laughs> With the captain's hat and everything. <laughs> <laughs> that wraps up another rousing edition of... Even now? Oh my God, you guys are in sync. That was gorgeous. All right. Perfect shifting gears here it's fun podcasting with emo sean today i love that for us like he if it didn't say f1 with the checkered flag it would look very accurate i got i've got a couple band tees that i can break out real quick Uh, i'm not opposed i'm not opposed i did see aaron walk by with a basket of laundry earlier so yes we are behind on our chores this week but that's okay that makes two of us and maybe katie if and she wants to chime in about her chores. Uh, Big B says, Emo Sean is the best Sean. Uh, Let's not talk about when I had jet black hair in college. Yeah, he died. He took a picture in his dorm room. I did. We yeah, need to see a photo black. of that. 
No, right oh, now it was, photo, it was in it was in photo booth on your old Mac laptop. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. oh yeah. As a swimmer, yeah. I used to shave my head like every summer, and so I decided I was going to shave it uh, after my freshman year. And so I was like, "Well, it's a tradition. Like when you swimmers, you always dye your hair before you shave it." So I dyed it black, and I was like, "All right, school's only going to last another two weeks." And it was like a month. Like I completely underestimated like how long school was going to last. So I had that hair for like a month, and then I shaved uh. it off. Uh, our friend Lemon Bendy said, "You would look right at home with a Defend Pop Punk hoodie on, Sean." I I want that hoodie. I'm still. It's not a phase. It, it is not a phase. I still go to it's a lot not of a pop phase, punk shows. Mom. I just saw uh, Ohio's Hawthorne Heights, Nick, the other week, along with Amber Lynn. Um, saw Simple Plan, Sum Forty One, and The Offspring a couple months ago. Yeah. Anytime uh, I get a chance to see some pop punk bands, I will. I got to chime in here too via text from our buddy Christian. And he said, Tell Sean he looks like he was rejected at his My Chemical Romance audition. <laughs> we were all thinking it. Oh my God, Christian. Jesus Christ, buddy. Oh my God. <laughs> and Sean, I need you to sing real quick for me. Big B. Because <clears throat> I got your picture, I'm coming with you, dear Maria, count me in. There's a story at the bottom of this bottle, and I'm the pen. There it is. Stunning. Was, I even, like, on, was, I, was that terrible? I'm not, or? A, I'm not a judge of that, but I'm just glad that yeah. you did it instead of backing away from the microphone and refusing to do it like so many other individuals would. You've got guts, Sean, and if anybody Thank tells you. you differently, send them to me. You showed a lot of heart, kid. Way to go, champ. Good job, sport. All right. F1 time. We got some naming nightmares, folks. Um, Is this official? Is this official, Sean? The uh, Toro Rosso Alphatari, formerly known as? Yes, it is official. Would you like to deliver the name to our audience? Okay. I hope you're all sitting down as we switch gears to F1 because... The team formerly known as Toro Rosso, the team formerly known as Alpha Tauri, will now be known as Visa Cash App RB Formula One team. Oh, it's not even Racing Bulls? No, it's Visa Cash App RB Formula One team, or as the team is calling it, VCARB. Rolls what? right off the what? Yes. In, <laughs> in, in, in and around the team, they are shortening it and calling it V-Carb. Thanks. I Ugh. hate it. <laughs> That's horrible. And I, I saw the name announcements like, this is the name. And I'm like, on purpose? That's horrible. That is. It's bad. It's really racing bad. Racing Bulls is better than that. And we clowned Racing Bulls for weeks. How do you get there? Money. <laughs> money by v- visa or cash app you have many options <laughs> tap to pay oh my god you know they're gonna have a wicked uh rivalry with zell f1 team and don't even get me started on venmo Oof. <laughs> the visa cash app has crashed it's like the app or the car what what is going on <laughs> It is. Is my bank is, account vulnerable or not? <laughs> At least they're not going with a crypto uh, sponsor because those crash all the time. Mm. 
Well done, sir. Wow, that is horrible. Um, that takes the cake. Uh, we have another team name um, that, that we have to discuss, but holy crap, that's horrible. Um, yeah. It's not great. I, there's no focus groups for this? Or did just money just talk? And they were like, say it for me one more time, Sean. Visa Cash App, RB. Visa Cash App. Yeah, Visa Cash App, RB, Formula One team. It's oh worse my god! I can't wait to hear Crofty say that in a race. <laughs> Two sex tests. Uh, <laughs> I want. I want. Is poor Yuki Sonoda, uh, who, whose whose Japanese accent is very thick. Is he like? How is he going to say his team's name over and over and over again in interviews? Like, I feel bad for this guy. Like, English is not his first language. English isn't any of these drivers for the most part's first language. This is going to be difficult. Taking a quick reset of the grid after the first opening laps. We have in the back of the pack V carb. <laughs> I mean, that's horrible. God, it's so bad. It's also very close to another slang term that I'm not. Oh, and there's use. a car going slowly on the right. It's the Visa Cash App RB Formula One team number. What? What is Yuki Sonoda? What? What is he? Number eleven. And or something? it's God. Eh, yeah, really. Oh my goodness. Nick, are you sure you don't want to tell the people? <laughs> I do, but I don't. <laughs> Make sure when you check out, you swipe the Visa Cash App RBF1, the official card of VCARB. <laughs> I'm tiptoeing. I'm tap dancing right now. I'm getting real close. Uh, I'm a oh, professional God. tap dancer, and I don't know how to tap dancer on that one. Yeah. Wait, are you really? Yes. Everybody what? knows. What? No. I tap danced no. for 17 years. We did not That's know that. Everybody no. knew that about me. Oh, anyway. I didn't even know your name was Kate, not Katie. So yeah, three things to know about me. Some people call me Kate. I am electric at bocce, and I tap danced for 17 years. Those are the three things you need to know about me as a person. All right. I sang all-time low, so we need to see some tap dancing. Yeah. It's get, weirdly get out of everything out. I'm good at in my life, that's what I'm best at, which is not functional. No. Um, isn't it like dancing careers? You're like toast by 18 anyway, like... Yes. When you want to like hit the big time. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So we, we're learning more about Katie. So here we are. Katie. <laughs> with every week. There we go. Uh, big B chimed in again, by the way, Sean. Um, mm. Singing with Sean needs to be a regular segment. I endorse it. It doesn't. That. That's the thing. It doesn't need to be. It doesn't Nick, need to be. Nick, what do you vote? Yes, absolutely. So I'm not Unfortunately, Sean, it's three you against can... one. Yeah. Uh, this is Simple not a democracy. This is a dictatorship, and I'm the czar. The czar who can't control the stream yard. So how much power Fair do you point. really have? You are well, you are the king of, of England. That's what you are. Uh, keep those pipes Constitutional monarch. The Gridiron Podcast, a constitutional monarchy, since we're so popular in the UK anyway. Ah, there we go. There's the tie-in. We got it. Came all the way around. All right. Uh, another naming nightmare in F1 as we prepare for this season is the steak f1 team which is not just steak f1, and it's not a steak like a slice of meat but steak as in are they a betting company or something like that i think that? they're I a betting know. company yeah they were a halo sponsor for alfa romeo um in the past they, their name has been around for a couple of years but it's just on the car it wasn't used to reference a team but they've added another name which is also another company that showed up on the halo last year kick the competitor Twitch, and hopefully we don't get knocked off of Twitch for mentioning their competitor. But this team is Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. That is the full name, according to Formula1.com. Say that one more A time, mouthful. please. Slowly. Stake Say that one more F time. Stake 
F1 team kick Sauber? Do you Zero think at some ten. point? Do you do you think at some point Crofty during a, a broadcast this year is just going to give up? Like yes. say the like is he because he, he can't just say steak because then kick is going to say well hey you got to say the full name you can't just say Sauber because then you're going to get in trouble for not saying anyone's name and Sauber is going to get in trouble. Is he just going to start mentioning driver drivers and numbers like Valtteri Bottas? Pulls over, his car's going slowly. Like, is he just not even going to mention the name at some point because they're so ridiculously stupid? Probably. Um, and VCARB for short with Visa Cash App, Cash App so whatever bad. the hell. Th- let's make an acronym here. Stake F1 Team Kick Sauber. S-F-T-K-S. Perfect. No notes. It's stuck. It's stuck is what it is. That's how they're going to perform, too. It's going to be a wreck. <laughs> just a phonetic wreck that's what they're gonna be on the track this year as well so we got that out of the way we don't need to talk about that anymore ugly but f1 season around the corner so we're excited about that speaking of which let's add another race to the calendar because why not there's not enough races already paul ricard wasn't good enough but apparently madrid is another street circuit is coming to the calendar in madrid spain um have you seen the layout for this guys yeah, but can you pull it up? Like, do you, can, can you do that yeah, real quick? Because quick. I yeah. wanted to point out something. So it's they're adding Madrid to the calendar in 2026. They haven't announced it yet, but it seems like Barcelona is going to kick the bucket and the Spanish Grand Prix is going to be replaced by the Madrid track. So it's like half a street track and half, you know, purpose-built track. The funniest thing about the track, though, that I mentioned, if Nick can pull the shot up real quick, there we go. Oh, that wasn't the one I was looking for. But uh, it, it's a different one. It has like, it doesn't have any of the renderings in it. It looked oh. like someone literally drew it with a marker, with like a white marker. It's like, all right, they drove around the streets. But then part of that land right now is just like dirt mounds that they're going to build the track on. And like, they just drew the track around. Like, this is what it's going to look like. And it reminds me of that one time that, yes, there we go. You can just see, like, there aren't roads there at all. They're just drawing lines through (laughs) dirt in the the ground. And it reminds me of that one time that Donald Trump drew just, like, extended the hurricane forecast map with a Sharpie. (laughs) That's what this reminds me of. Formula One was like, yeah, okay, so there's a street. Okay, there's a turn, there's a turn, there's a turn. And we're just going to use our imagination here. <laughs> just just get creative. It's like when you go to sign your signature when you're like buying something and you you just gotten tired of signing, so it's just a scribble with like one legible letter. That's basically this. Like, all right, this this is what it's gonna be, but you know, um there's no way like they put yet. the arrows in to like say, we're gonna be going this way. <laughs> this yeah. is the way that the traffic's gonna flow. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um Yeah, and I, I heard a lot of people complaining um about this being another street circuit, and that's all Formula One cares about, street circuits. You got to remember, a lot of the new ones, yes, are street circuits, but they're kind of like this, almost hybrids. Like, when you think about Miami, Miami isn't a true street circuit. Most of the track that they're driving on is purpose-built for Miami. Um, Vegas, yeah, that's a true street circuit. But also, we got arguably the best race of the season last year. Maybe partly because of the track, but also partly because of the weather, but Vegas still delivered. So maybe Madrid will too. Um, 
I don't I don't mind semi-purpose built tracks because it lessens the opportunity for sewer drain covers to get ripped up out of the ground by a car. And that's always huh. better. Let me, let me ask you this, though. All of these old tracks that people love so much, uh, like Spa and Paul Ricard and uh, Monza, when do they deliver good races? Like all of these old tracks, when have they delivered good races recently? Silverstone, yes. Like that's always a good one to go to. But look at Spa. When's the last time we had a good race there? Paul Ricard was so crappy, they just got rid of it completely. Germany uh, was so crappy, they got rid of it completely. Pains me about Paul Ricard because I love that track, but I love it because of the F1 game, not because of actual races. Some I don't think Monza's been that bad. No, Monza yeah. hasn't been bad. I'm j- I was just mentioning like old purpose-built tracks that have a, a history. Monaco is terrible for a race. True. It's terrible. We'll talk about but that. I was- yeah, I was just talking about the purpose-built tracks, the actual, you know, tracks. Look yeah. at uh, look at look at Zandvoort too. That place isn't the best. That's really narrow and hard to pass. And people are worried about street circuits being too hard to pass. But we've gotten some pretty good races at street circuits lately in Baku, Vegas. You know, oh, someone's laundry is done. By the way, just heard that in the background. Um, that's probably Sean's. It's mine. Yeah, it's mine. Is it does is it Australia or Canada? Are those both built in parks? Do those count as te- like technical street circuits? They technically do, yes. But again, no one counts that as a, no one counts that as a true street circuit. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see. That's going to be on the schedule. Um, F one, of course, put out a um, explainer on their website, and you know, pumping it up. What elements make the track unique? Sitting between two the two aforementioned zones that make up the venue is an elevated motorway meaning the track layout will feature two short tunnel sections. Meanwhile, the garages in the pit lane are set to be split either side of the central section. What? Oh, and... so they're, they're going to they're have a double-sided pit lane. Oh, that seems uh, unpure, but also kind of fun. Um, back into the vast network of the halls around the, ex- ex- the exhibit hall that this is built around, leading to parts of the paddock such as team hospitality units being housed in an indoor environment. Oh, okay. All right, so we'll, we'll break into that. I'm going to break that down more in the future when that race comes up. But that's on the calendar now, so congrats. Another one. Speaking of circuits, as Katie alluded to, we have a new segment since this is the hot topic of the week. It's a game that a lot of people know quite well. We will censor out the first word of the game. It is F. Mary Kill, F1 Circuits Edition where we choose which we would like to, well, you, you get the point. Uh, let's go to Katie first. Deliver us your choices. I want to F Monaco. <laughs> it's not the way the she same. Said that, the way she said that, too. I want to it's F with Monaco. Conviction. A lot of conviction. It's not the safe, long-term, responsible relationship. It's the crown jewel. It's the elevated one-night stand of F1 tracks. It's champagne. It's yachts. It's elegance. It's the who's who. There's less of a chance that you're there for the actual race and more of a chance that you're there for great quality. I love qualifying. But vibes, the party, the celebrity of it all. If I could pick just one race to go to one time, a one-race stand, if you will, I would pick Monaco. Ooh. Oh, yes. Although okay. I do have to say it's the oldest race on the calendar. So F1 has been married to it for a very long oh, time. Oh, and you're, you're up there in age. A uh, uh, no. bit of an interesting age gap there, Katie, that we didn't consider. I, I, I think I think Katie just wants Monaco to be her uh, sugar daddy. Yeah, no, I think she wants Monaco to be her uh, her uh, white knight, but not the one that actually sticks around. Just the uh, the golden god 
she has the story to tell later. I just, yeah. I just told you guys exactly. I just want to f Monaco. That's my f. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing more, nothing less. The age thing. <laughs> Into older, older tracks. Katie is all right. Sean, what about you? Uh, I am going to f Austin, and I'm talking about headboard rocking all night long, baby. Austin is <laughs> such a great track. The vibes are immaculate. Texas puts on a show um, from friday on to sunday miami and vegas get all the you know the 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 notoriety in america now but austin has been there for us since 2012 and it produces banger after banger after banger so i quite literally want to bang austin (laughs) i was gonna say there's there's a bit of a connection there uh i mean as long as you're down to wear a cowboy hat to get in because you might have to to fit in at least and uh you know, complete your pursuit. Well, he's gonna be are knocking boots. Me to, so are you asking me to? I was, gonna, I was gonna say, are you asking me to role uh, play right now, Nick? <laughs> Whoa, hey now, hey now. This is not a family Jeez. show, but hey now, Katie, nice knocking boots. That was good. Um, <laughs> my choice. I want to f Australia because Ooh. Australia. A little bit of fun with the Australians. That you got that accent where. It's kind of sounds like British, but not really British, and and but it's good enough as an accent to be like, oh, you know, perk the ear up a little bit. The track itself produces a great race. It's in a beautiful landscape, and who doesn't want to have a little fun down under? We're effing Australia. I love that for you. Ah, love that for me too. All right, who do you want to marry? I want to marry Silverstone. This is the trusty long-term relationship great track that I love it is. for the yeah. rest of my life. So much history. The track produces amazing racing. The 2022 British Grand Prix is still one of my favorites. I think I've watched it like six times. But this is a track that I want to lock down for life on the F1 circuit. If I had to commit to one track for life, put a ring on it, that's the one for sure. That's a good pick. It's it's like you said. It's trusty. It's always there for you, and it's always going to be by your side. It's going to be good too, even through the bad days. But man, I want to spice it up a little bit, right? Like you need a little bit of romance, some passion. That's why I'm going to South America. I'm going to Brazil. I am marrying Sao Paulo because that race always produces. It's always fun. It's It's always good. good atmosphere, and I am sticking with Brazil till death do us part. I, I there was so much to unpack there that I could have gotten into that I'm not going to get into. Um, the the whole Brazilian nature of it, Sean. Interesting, <laughs> having that kind of taste. Hmm, interesting. We're on one uh, today as a podcast. Yes, we are. <laughs> Your words, not mine. I left it there. You got headphones in. It's fine. Um, I am going to marry Barcelona, uh, and Barcelona specifically before they got rid of the Sector Three chicane, because as Sean said spice it up right you want a little bit of a surprise you want some tension you know keep you on edge not in a bad way but just to keep the energy you know going you know you don't want just the same you know you don't want uh monza where it's just like straight turn straight turn everything's fast same speed know what's coming no i want some challenge but in a good way we're gonna push each other forward it's gonna produce a great race we're gonna get the drs straight down the front and and it's going to be that's going to be the high times, the high energy times. And then we're going to get through some of the technical sectors where it's going to require a little bit of work, but it, it deepens our understanding of each other and it makes us stronger as a unit. And then we're going to get down to that final third sector 
you get another DRS straight. You hit that turn. You got some winding turns. You got to make sure you keep it not too much on the curb because then you could spin out and blow the whole thing up. Don't want that. And then you get a little <laughs> bit of a challenge at the end before you open it back up. This is the track. It's that a legacy was an explanation, track. man. It is. It's a legacy track, but it's one that I've always enjoyed. Again, a lot of this is informed by my experience of playing the F1 game and what tracks I'm good at, but this is one I always enjoyed and one I would always like to keep around forever. So I'm marrying Barcelona. Sounds like a very healthy relationship you have, and I'm really excited about that for you in Barcelona. I think that speaks to greater issues that we want to unpack here. But <laughs> well, right, Katie. Nick, no, well, I'm sorry, no, Nick. I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt. No, no offense to your spouse, but I'm gonna kill Barcelona because F1 <laughs> is going to kill Barcelona and move it on to Madrid. That's right. F1 found something younger, something sexier, something newer. Yeah, F1 has wandering eyes, and they're going to Madrid. I, too, will kill Barcelona. It's boring, man. It is so boring. That is one race. Without a doubt, I know I can skip every year. It's slow. It's monotonous. It's boring. Even with that fixed chicane, that wasn't enough to spare it. F1's moving on from it, so am I. Killing Barcelona. Nick, are you going to let him talk about your marriage that way? <laughs> I don't have a good retort. We, we, we've, we've survived. A, we've survived a lot worse, Katie. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if it's if it's the parachute or fighting over Barcelona, I'm taking the parachute. <laughs> Katie, okay. kill it. I'm going to kill Jetta. The track itself is just very dangerous. It has the second highest average speed on the calendar, only behind Monza. Except some of the corners are like Monaco. And frankly, it is a little unsettling when you see a missile attack in the background of free practice. Um, Very unsettling. And I remember the driver's meeting that day went into all hours of the night. Obviously, a lot of them had very serious safety concerns, as many people did. But I'm just, I don't think it needs to be there. I've spoken about it on the pod. Money talks, that's a running theme, and all I see is sports washing in a place with a poor human rights record. Get this out of here. Jetta, we don't need you. You don't want to see the Visa Cash App RB Formula One team and the stake Formula One kick Sauber team at Jetta? What? Well, when you put it that way. (laughs) You drive a hard bargain, sir. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I just don't need it. I'm with it. I'm with it. I understand. And I, I back you on that. Although I actually like that track in itself because of the speed. But again, nothing's lining up with me with what I'm choosing and preference and everything else. Uh, Logan chimes in and says, what did I just walk into with this discussion? We don't know either, Logan, but thanks <laughs> Great for question, joining. Logan. <laughs> it's your choice, Logan. You can this was, this was Katie's idea today. And when she texted it to us, I was immediately on board. I was like, yes, this Me is too. great. Let's do it. Yeah. This is awesome. And the this first thing I said to myself show. when I pitched this segment, I'm like, which American team is Sean going to want to either F or marry? It's going to be or American race. I knew that you were going to get some USA in there. I thought it was going to be Miami. What is wrong with Austin, though? I like Austin. I agree. You're just very predictable that way. I just knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Canada just doesn't put on a good show. Whoa! Oh, she's thinking uh, it personally. Oh. Also, Canada. This Canadian does. Though. This this Canadian does. 
Yeah, that too when, late, too late. When, when it comes to podcasting, nope, bocce nope. balling, and apparently river dancing, it was no, already I, implied. River dancing, Sean. Late. I don't river dance. Oh, he's digging himself deeper, <laughs> deeper, God. deeper. Don't make me I'm quit sorry. the podcast again. <laughs> again. <laughs> You're like Larry David of this You'll podcast. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> Threatens to quit every show, always comes back. This can't get enough of you guys. <laughs> uh, I don't know why, but we appreciate you. All right, I'm going to kill um, Abu Dhabi. Good one. Other than the way that the 2021 yeah. season ended, that track sucks. It sucks so bad that they've admitted they need to change out the layout. It still sucks. It's at a place called Yas Marina. More like no marina, okay? This place is terrible. The racing's bad. The the track layout's bad. Nothing's exciting about it. The only thing that's cool is that it's on the water. And guess what? There's other tracks in the water, too. This is a terrible way to end the F1 season, unless the F1 season isn't worth watching in the last race of the year, which is kind of the case this year. Any track would be better than this, save for maybe, no, even Monaco. To end an F1 season, no to Yas Marina. Get out of here. I love Get no out of here. Hit the road, Jack. You're gone, Buster. Get that garbage out of here. <laughs> All right, that does it for our F Mary Kill segment. Thank you, Logan, for joining for something that you didn't expect to see. But then again, we aim to create surprises here on the Gridiron Podcast. Um, before we get to our last segment of the day, we'd like to remind you to leave us a review. Hopefully it's five stars, but speak with your heart. Feedback is always welcome. Pushes us up, pushes us up the charts, if I could speak correctly and clearly. And uh, follow us on YouTube. You can follow me on Twitch, where this is also uh, live streamed. But follow us on YouTube, where you can always find edited versions of our latest episodes the day after we do it live. And, uh, of course, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those platforms. You can find us there as well and on soundcloud we appreciate your listenership your viewership and your support as we slowly but surely continue to grow especially in the uk thank you you guys all right last segment of the day hate it or love it guess what i'm not prepared for this again so katie we go to you for your hate i do hate i'm deeply drowning and overwhelmed in NFL work right now, but I do hate that the NFL is winding down. I miss my NFL Sunday, just tradition of waking up and not speaking to anybody and just doing my own thing and watching seven hours of commercial free football. I really, I love the playoffs, but I already find myself missing my Sunday tradition with football. But yeah, and Nick, I'm sorry to say this to you because you're probably like, get this season over with right now. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but I don't typically work as heavy in the NFL as you do. <laughs> yep. So I am yep. already grieving it. That being said, the day after the Super Bowl, I will be very relieved and will be able to yes. breathe. Yes. Um, you know how, I don't know if you know any accountants, but like this time of year is very busy for them. Some of our viewers are accountants. And what they always say is, oh, I'm just buried with work. It's like 12 hour days, you know. Tax season. And- end of the fiscal year it's tax season everything's just insane man i just got so much work every year it's around this time of year they feel like that i feel like that at week 10 of the nfl season every year around week 10 i hit my first stage of burnout this year i never felt it because i was so buried i was like too deep to feel it and then it all hit me last weekend oh no no. like an avalanche and now i'm just like picking up the pieces like all right 
conference championship weekend. Almost there. Gonna get on a plane for the Super Bowl in a couple weeks. Just get there. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, Katie. I do not share your sentiment. I understand. But I understand why. The, rest, <laughs> the rest of North America and most of the football viewing world agrees with you. Sean, what's your hate? Uh, Katie, can I please borrow your soapbox for this hate segment? Because because you have spoken at length about your disdain for the hockey culture on this podcast many times. And I'm going to borrow Thank that you. hate. Yes. Uh, because for the longest time, guys, like, you know, I'm a diehard Pittsburgh sports fan. And the, the, the reason for that was because of the Penguins. My babysitter way back when I was a little kid used to take me to go see Mario Lemieux and Yamri Yager and Jan Hardin and Marty Straka and Robert Lang and... I got to see all these great hockey players, and I just became a hockey fan first and then a Pittsburgh fan second. Um, and ever since then, hockey has always been my favorite sport. Um, I, I, I don't follow it as much as the NFL just because the NFL is king in America. But yeah, if I will watch hockey. If there's a game on, I'll watch it, and I love it. And I think every year, the greatest tournament in sports, it's not March Madness, it's not the Super Bowl, it's not the World Cup. It's the NHL playoffs. I, I think pound for pound, it is the best product in, in sports in the world. And once again, hockey is marred by another uh, sexual assault controversy. And I found out today that since 1989, Hockey Canada has paid over $10 million in order to settle out of court for sexual assault victims. Um, and we get that once again with the London, Ontario police looking for five NHL players. Conveniently, five players have just taken leave of absences from their team. So, hmm, I wonder who these uh, police officers could be looking for and wanting to report. And I just think this sport is so good, but I hate that it keeps shooting itself in the foot with the culture that it permeates. Because you can fix a culture problem if you just snuff it out, but it seems to be unwilling to do so. And that just really, quite frankly, pisses me off that I want to keep going to bat for the NHL and I'm getting my legs taken out from under me because I don't want to root for the bad guys. I'm really happy you brought that up. It's such an important conversation. And yeah, Sean, I'm with you. I grew up such a big hockey fan and most of my career has been in the NHL or hockey space. And there's a very distinct reason that's not the case anymore because I just couldn't deal with the culture anymore. It's so broken and there are many good people in the sport doing really important work to try and change it and to shift things. But then situations like this come up and the only person I can think of is the survivor in this case that I hope she finds some peace and some justice, but the Hockey Canada, one of many scandals, but this one is all forward in the press and as much as it is, not fully obviously, but um, there's just so many disgusting layers to the story. Sorry, it makes my voice shake. There were so many people that knew about this and actively covered this up. And it you said it, Sean, it, it's pr problematic and I'm happy the conversations are being had because it's such a wonderful sport, but it's very broken at the same time. And yeah, situations like the London police saying, five of these players and that but there's eight players like there, there's a lot to the story if you haven't looked into it i suggest looking into it but yeah i'm very grateful that you brought that up because i think it's a really really important conversation to have yeah absolutely uh i don't have a hate to follow that up and i think that that fills up hate anyway yes <laughs> yeah, so. fair point. sorry nick i didn't mean to no overshadow I didn't have you there. and no you okay. didn't at all you did a great job. You, that was very well said out of both of you. 
absolutely. I'm not 100% up to speed, but I get the gist of it from what you guys just talked about. And uh, I'm right on the same page as you guys. This is not an area where dissent is necessarily needed. Uh, let's go to the love. Katie. So my love is the PWHL. I am allowing myself. You already used that one. You so used that last one Last time I said that I wanted to get into it, but we didn't have enough time because I wanted to bring okay. up all the love from when Carl passed. So I said, I wanted it to be this, but oh. I'll save it. So I saved it for today. I just, the it is so exciting to see a hockey space that is inspiring right now. Because like we just talked about, there's a lot of people that haven't felt that in a long time. The attendance is incredible. The hockey has been amazing. The product has been so good and there's just so much importance with it that for like now girls have a goal. It was always you go, you play hockey and then like maybe you make it to the Olympics and like, they deserve so much more than success every four years. And now there's hopefully a sustainable league and it, the pro if you guys haven't watched it, it is accessible to everyone. They have a YouTube page that streams for free. Like they've done a really good job at promoting it and making it accessible. And I'm just so excited and everybody on twitter is like yeah all these young girls or whichever and that is really important but then i saw a tweet that was like we also have to shout out the old lesbians that have waited for this and i'm like yeah old <laughs> lesbians everybody yeah. deserves to be happy <laughs> also um the pwhl minnesota team has a dog named lando which is yes. my dog so if i had to pick a oh. team i gotta go with them right because yeah, yeah yeah i've decided i'm a minnesota fan i've struggled yeah. because i keep cheering for everyone i struggle to cheer against any of the teams except toronto inherently but then i know and love <laughs> some of the players on toronto <laughs> but yeah i think i've decided i'm a montreal girly or no, sorry, Minnesota. Minnesota, not Montreal, not Montreal ever. Not Montreal. <laughs> never, never, <laughs> never Montreal. At once. Sean, your love. Uh, my love is so. You guys know what week it is. It's the week of January twenty fourth. Yes, it is the week of which the entire Tampa Bay oh, calendar thrives around it is yeah. gasparilla this weekend and i love the fact that i live in a city that encourages nay expects you to wake up at the ass crack of dawn start drinking dress up like a pirate and spend the rest of the day doing exactly that gasparilla is amazing it's this saturday i can't wait it's the third time i'm ever doing it i've got my costume ready and I'm just, I'm so excited. It's the best day of the year. It really is. It is the best day of the year. Cops are so nice. They just want to make sure everyone has a fun time. <laughs> Everyone's dressed up like a pirate. It's the best. Sean, is this your, um, Katie, we're going to go right over that. <laughs> we're going to gloss right over <laughs> that. We're dressing up. Yeah, we're going to gloss right over that. Yeah, uh, is, uh, is this your adult version of College Fest? I sense the same anticipation coming from you. Yes, but as you know, I never made it to College Fest. Is well, you, you were my biggest you were at yeah. parties adjacent to College Fest, though. I was, yes. Uh, yeah, no, this is basically, this is Tampa's Mardi Gras. Um, it is a four and a half mile long parade. The pirate, the, the, it starts in the morning. They've got this giant pirate ship. It invades Tampa Bay, cannons going off. They've got pirates on board. It sails into the uh, Hillsborough River, and then the parade starts. And it's a four and a half mile long parade along Bayshore. You're right on the bay. Um, weather is supposed to be perfect. And you basically can't move around downtown or the south part of Tampa um, because roads are just blocked off. Ubers are impossible to get. 
it's just it, it's the best and uh all open container laws within like a couple block radius of the parade route are suspended so you just have people literally walking all over open carrying um the only time uh, uh the police tell you to pour it out is if you get like too far past the parade route and they conveniently have cops stationed there with trash cans and they're like drink it or throw it out i'm like that's a challenge sir i am florida man question <laughs> yes From zero to ten how Florida man are you going to be this weekend? I am Florida man. See, we don't get very Florida man-ish. It's, it's more of we no, get I mean, our, you just, you, know, you individually. You're excited. You oh, should lead no. into it. I, I, I'm not going to be a Florida man, though. I'm going to be a pirate, okay? I'm going to get my, my, my Jack Sparrow on, my Blackbeard on, and my girlfriend's going to get her man. Aunt Bonnie on. Which that answer right there just feels very Florida man that you said that. I think your lack of self-awareness in this situation is showing. I am Florida man. <laughs> I will say last year it was really funny. I, I, I was down there with my, my brother and our significant others were uh, using the uh, facilities. And I'm just standing there on the parade route drinking a beer with my brother and this girl who was really, really, really drunk. She needed to go home. Her boyfriend was carrying her and she mumbled something at me. And I said, uh -oh. what'd she say? And her boyfriend uh -oh. goes, she said, are you Sean Barry? And I'm like, yes. And he said, uh, she said she loves you on Fox. I'm like, I'm dressed like a pirate right now. And that woman can't walk or see straight. How did she notice me? And I swear to God, my brother was standing right next to me. He goes, how did that just happen? <laughs> Man, does she love Fox Sports 13? Don't we all? <laughs> But yes, I love Gasparro and I'm very excited for it. Sean Barry, Tampa heartthrob. Jack Sparrow better watch mm. out. He's coming for the throne. My God. Well, enjoy, <laughs> Sean. I'm looking forward Thank to you. For you this weekend. That'll be great. That'll be a real, a real hoot, you know? All that good stuff. Uh, my love is I I'm terrible in this segment. I'm just gonna say this right now. And I think I lead a very boring life. Because you have this cool party to go to this weekend, and Katie's all about the PWHL, and you guys had great choices for hate. My love, <clears throat> I won the Madden League last night. Like, that's all that, that's my yes. love. That's, that's awesome, though. Yes, Nick. Like, off the top that's of the awesome, head though. Is this, is that I won the Madden League. Like, th th that's great. So we're just gonna, I'm just gonna show you that this is, this is my, uh, you know, my enjoyment on the, on the stream last night where we take the final knee and we win the Super Bowl. You know, we lost last year. We came back. We won. I was the Eagles. Everything's great. That's all I have to say. I don't know. And apparently all I ever wear is cut off t-shirts on camera. So I, lo I love that Rio got its football team. That's awesome. Yeah. Rio de Janeiro got a football team. It's funny to me because a lot of listeners, when they hear that your life isn't exciting and earlier in the episode, you talked about how you're about to be covering the Super Bowl. In Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. In Las Vegas. I think there's a lot of people that would disagree with you. I think that's pretty damn cool. You know what? Thanks for lifting me up. I appreciate that. <laughs> Just saved me from being down in the dumps on my own life. That's great. <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for episode 25. It's been a, it's been a doozy. About an hour and 20 one. minutes. Uh, it's been a good one. We'll, no. we'll start with the NFL news. Uh, oh, and to answer this question, Dennis, uh, he's in stock or draft league? Stock league on that. Um, Year two. A lot of NFL Network employees are in that league. Uh, a lot of trades have happened, so you'll see some different players in there. But you can watch that on Twitch all the time. I'm always streaming the games there. As for this, we are done. Episode 25 is in the books. Any last words, folks? Playoffs. Hydrate. Drink some water. Get some sleep. 
You're going to need that this weekend. <laughs> yes, I, yes, I am. Oh, I'm working. I have to fill an anchor on Friday night, so I got to be at work until like midnight. So, but I'm going to wake up and I'm make steak and eggs in the morning for me and my girlfriend. No, no eggs on the Florida egg. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to get something I, in your belly early. Please send a picture of your pirate costume. Um, if you don't tweet I it out. Will. I, I will. I'll, I'll tweet it out. I got uh, pirate tattoos to put on my arm, an eye patch. I, I got to go buy a hat and a sword. Um, I've got a cool, instead of going full on like pirate, I got a t-shirt and it says Tampa Bay on it. And it has like a pirate with a sword and firing a cannonball. So it's really cool. Amazing. You're excited about this. I, I love this for you. This is literally the best day of the year. When you live in Tampa Bay, this is the best day of the year. I am Florida man. Good. Great. Uh, con conquer the seas, my friend. Conquer the seas. For Katie Caldwell and Sean Barry, I'm Nick Shook. This has been episode 25 of the Gridiron Podcast. And Sean, how do we get out of here? I promise I won't interrupt you. Oh, and by the way, don't get jiggle bagged. There we go. Got it out of the way, Sean. For Nick Shook and Katie Caldwell, this has been episode 25 of the Gridiron Podcast. And as always, live life in the fast lane. Ah, he didn't interrupt me tonight. No. Bye. Bye.